0: Hey everybody, it's Dan Dan, and we are diving into a big book study. We are in How It Works, a fantastic chapter about the program, the actual program of Alcoholics Anonymous, the thing that can restore your life. And we'll be on page 63 today, starting with We Were Now at Step 3. Up till now in How It Works, we've gone over the steps themselves and some very important ideas. The two ideas that are so critical to the very beginning of this are that selfishness and self-centeredness are the root of our troubles. We believe that our troubles are basically of our own making. And when we use the word our in how it works, what you're talking about are the people in your Alcoholics Anonymous group that have successfully stayed sober by doing these steps or learning the tools of the steps and practicing the use of the steps in all of their affairs. And what we wanna do is avoid the concept of like working the steps. When we say that, I want you to replace the idea in your head of practicing, practicing. practicing by definition means to build in skill and knowledge. Our goal is to build in skill and knowledge. So in the first part, we took steps one and two or reviewed them relative to how it works. And what we want to do today is a little bit different as we step away from step one and two, which basically are acceptance steps or just mental play in your mind. You know, my life is messed up and it looks like there's something out there that we're calling God will be able to help me with this. All right. So that's just in your mind. You're going to come to believe. You don't have to believe anything. You don't got to be any religious nothing. You don't got to know nothing, you know. We're asking that you just give every single thing up, all your preconceived notions, all your ideas of how you can use self-reliance to achieve your goals and just move towards this program and doing what the people that you see successful in the living out of the program of Alcoholics Anonymous are doing. Move yourself in that direction and you too will be successful that we haven't seen anybody fail when they thoroughly follow that path. So. Here we are on page 63, and we're going to step into step three here. This part moves us to step three. It says so. And it's made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. Not a many gods, but this one God, the God of the AA program, the good orderly direction, the group of drunks as we understood him. All right, so it goes on. It starts off. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker, that's that God guy. He's the guy that made you. So we're going to move it from this ambiguous God of whatever to the creator God, the maker, the reason why you're here. All the series of events that brought you into existence, all the series of events that brought you to AA. Many of us said to our maker as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure, making sure, being certain we were ready. In other words, are you 100% committed to moving forward with the program of Alcoholics Anonymous? And if you're not, pray for willingness. Not for faith, not for belief, not for magical events, not for the laws of physics to change, not for biology to do something different. Pray for willingness. We thought well before taking this step, making sure, being certain we were ready. Are you beat up enough? you ready for a new life. I mean, think about it. Are you ready to have your financial problems restored? Your legal problems settled? Relationships getting better? Are you ready to be a good employee? Are you ready to have a stable, secure life? Are you ready for that? I know it seems like a foolish question, but as alcoholics, we've been faced with being ready for that a lot of times and then didn't choose it. Cunning, baffling, powerful. We thought, well, before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly, which means completely and totally, to him, to God. Whoa. All right, so drinking's not my problem, it's selfishness. Selfishness is my problem, and as a result of my selfishness, drinking pops into my life and causes a lot of trouble. And the solution isn't me, about me for me, it's me to work with God as I understand him. It's God through me. And we're going to visit that idea a lot. And the key to this whole thing in step three is willingness. Goes on, we found it very desirable to take this spiritual step with an understanding person, such as our wife, best friend, or spiritual advisor. But it is better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. The wording was, of course, quite optional so long as we expressed the idea. The idea is that we are in service to God, right? And the best service you can do today if you're new to AA and the best service you can do today if you've been in AA a little while and the best service you can do today if you've been in AA a long while is stay sober today because the people that love you want you to do that. The best thing you can do for the people that really love you is stay sober today. So long as we express the idea, voicing it without reservation. This was only a beginning though. Only a beginning, only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made, an effect, sometimes a very great one, was felt at once. And for me, that effect was a sense of relief. And now we step into step four. And it doesn't say take your time. So as we go into step four in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we're gonna run into some instructions that very few of us ever do. And the importance of doing it this way It's because if you get to feeling better, you may not do this very well. Who wants to make themselves feel bad? So this is where desperation, discontent in your life, this is where relational conflict and all the open sores really matter. So I think the author of the book, Bill Wilson, knew that. And what he wanted us to do is to go in this on a steamroller of momentum, just roaring ahead. We've decided we want, the program of AA, to help us fix our lives. And we've decided that we're going to trust this idea of God, this power greater than ourselves that's good to orchestrate the series of events necessary for us to take action upon them, that when we act upon them, we will get a beneficial result. And so he uses specific words at the beginning here, and I'll bet very few people can say they did this. You ready? Next, we launched out on a course of vigorous action. Now how many people did that for their four step? We go through this whole thing about oh, it's going to be so hard and all that. It's not hard. It's a tool. It's a tool to identify my feelings and my actions and how they leave me in a threatened position and they allow me to change how I think and how I act so I don't perceive that threat. So here we go. Let's let's read that one more time because it's it's important to take this in. It says quickly and as aggressively as you can bring yourself to do this. Next, we launched out on a course of vigorous action, the first step of which is a personal house cleaning, which many of us had never attempted. Though our decision was a vital and crucial step, it could, and this is very important now, it could have little permanent effect unless at once, right now, immediately followed by a strenuous, requiring great energy, a strenuous effort to face and be rid of the things in ourselves which have been blocking us from God, is what he's talking about there. Our liquor was but a symptom. Selfishness is our problem, not liquor. So we had to get down to causes and conditions. Therefore, we started upon a personal inventory. This was step four. A business which takes no regular inventory usually goes broke. Taking commercial inventory is a fact-finding and fact-facing process. It is an effort to discover the truth, an effort to discover the truth about the stock and trade, about you and the way you go about life. One object is to disclose damaged and unsellable goods, to get rid of them promptly, get rid of them promptly and without regret. If the owner of the business is to be successful, he cannot fool himself about values. We did exactly the same thing with our lives, our being the people that have successfully navigated the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and maintained sobriety. We took stock honestly. First, we searched out the flaws in our makeup which caused our failure. That's going to be important. Why do I do this? Why did I do that again? Why do I keep doing this to my wife or my family or my spouse? Why do I keep getting fired, right? The flaws in our makeup, which caused our failures. That's why. Being convinced that self-selfishness, self-centeredness, self-pity, self-righteousness manifested in various ways was what had defeated us, not alcohol again, we considered its common manifestations. And here is something so, so, so important. Ready? Resentment, a feeling of anger, Anger that remains unresolved in us, resentment, is the number one offender. Letting anger linger and holding resentments destroys more alcoholics than anything else. Once again, not alcohol, resentment. From it stem all forms of spiritual disease. For we have been not only mentally and physically ill, we have been spiritually sick. When the spiritual malady or disease or illness, the spiritual malady is overcome. We straighten out mentally and physically. See, focus on the spirit and the other two happen on their own. In dealing with resentments, we set them on paper. So you got to write it down. Can't think, yeah, I'm mad at him, but, uh, you know, I forgive him. You know, not like that. We listed people. A lot of people stop right there. A lot of people just list people. There's nothing else on their four step. It's only people. We list institutions as well or principles with whom we were angry. Institutions, you're mad at the cops, you're mad at the courts, you're mad at your job. Principles, ideas, you know, you're mad at a political party, you're mad at some ideology, you're mad at your religion. What is it? We listed all these things. We listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were angry. We asked ourselves, why we were angry? In most cases, it was found that our self-esteem, our pocketbooks, our ambitions, our personal relationships, including sex, were hurt or threatened. So we were sore. We were burned up. On our grudge list, we set opposite each name our injuries. Was it our self-esteem, our security, our ambition, our personal or sex relations, which had been interfered with? We were usually as definite as this example. And so he goes through it. He says, I'm resentful at Mr. Brown, the cause. His attention to my wife, it affects sex relations, self-esteem, and he got fear in there, right? And he goes on to say, the cause, told my wife of my mistress, affects my sex relations, self-esteem, fear again, fear is going to get found out. The cause, Brown may get my job at the office, affects my security, self-esteem, fear again. I'm resentful of Mrs. Jones. The cause, she's a nut. She snubbed me. She committed her husband for drinking. He's my friend. She's a gossip. It affects his personal relationships and self-esteem, fear. So you get the idea here that as we go through this, selfishness comes out of us and we see how we're creating our own problems. These negative thoughts, these feelings of anger, these unresolved feelings of anger called resentment are coming out of us. I'm resentful at my employer. So here is a institution, the cause unreasonable, unjust, overbearing, threatens to fire me for drinking and padding my expense account. Affects his self esteem, fears, afraid he's gonna get caught, security, resentful at my wife, the cause misunderstands him, nags, likes brown, wants house put in her name. What? Affects my pride. Oh, that's a new word in there. Personal sex relations, security is afraid, right? Afraid he's gonna get found out. So when you do this list, another way to look at that or think about it is at I'm resentful at, you can put above that, and I like to do this, you don't have to do this. It's just a suggestion, self-righteousness. I'm resentful at, self-righteousness, the cause, self-pity. This is what they did to me, boo-hoo. And then it affects by, that'd be self-centeredness. These are the things I'm afraid of losing or not getting, right? So we move on in the book. We went back through our lives. Nothing counted but thoroughness and honesty. When we were finished, we considered it carefully. The first thing apparent was that this world and its people were often quite wrong. So it's not only you. Bad things happen to bad people, (laughs) and bad things happen to good people. Our goal is to do this so we can be the good people that happen to difficult things. To conclude that others were wrong was as far as most of us ever got. So true of me. The usual outcome was that people continued to wrong us, and we stayed sore. Resentment. We stayed sore. Resentment. Sometimes it was remorse, and then we were sore at ourselves, which didn't make the list. And a lot of times, your first time through a four-step, you won't make your list of resentments, but few people I didn't like more than myself when I first got to AA. But the more we fought, the more we resisted, the more we thought we could do it a different way, the more we fought and tried to have our own way, the worse matters got. As in war, the victor only seemed to win. Our moments of triumph were short-lived. Critical paragraph here. You guys ready? This is something you're going to talk about at the end of this. It says, it is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to futility. A futility is the quality of being a useless, futility and unhappiness. So if you're thinking about going back out and drinking, this seems like too much. Say, well, you know, what you're really saying to yourself is, you know, I basically want a useful, a useless, Unhappy life. I basically am going to go out there and see how unhappy and useless I can be. To the precise extent that we permit these, meaning resentment, all the elements of selfishness that cause our problem, to the precise extent that we permit these. So if we let it go on for an hour a day, do we squander the hours that might have been worthwhile? Do we waste those hours? Those hours are useless and unhappy. To the precise extent that we permit these, do we squander the hours that might have been worthwhile? But with the alcoholic whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience, this business of resentment is infinitely grave. We found that it is fatal. Fatal. That's how important it is. It is a life or death matter, this fourth step. Learning how to attack anger by challenging your thoughts, by challenging the things you believe, by using the tool the to 4 step is a critical life-saving skill. It's not a step you work and finish. You don't show up with your four-step response. Hey, I finished my four-step. No, this is a skill that you're going to carry forward with you. Being able to take a personal inventory is critical to saving your life. It's critical to building your relationship with God. It goes on. For when harboring such feelings, we shut ourselves off from the sunlight of the spirit. The insanity of alcohol returns, and we think, hey, I'm going to go back to living a useless unhappy life. It'll be fantastic. The insanity of alcohol returns, and we drink again. And with us, to drink is to die. Now, if he made it any more clear that the fourth step is the most critical thing you could be doing, I don't know how he would do it. He's let us know that resentment drives us back to drinking. To drinking is to die relationally, spiritually, and for many, unfortunate, physically. So it goes back and it says, we turn back to the list for it held the key to the future. We were prepared to look for it from an entirely different angle. We began to see that the world and its people really dominated us. In that state, the wrongdoing of others, fancied or real, have power to actually kill. How could we escape? We saw that these resentments must be mastered. But how? We could not wish them away any more than alcohol. So we're going to stop there. I want you guys to think about that for a second. This part of the four-step, the personal inventory, is critical to our well-being. So what I hope the discussion is about today, especially if this is a sponsor-sponsee meeting you're going to, if you're driving around in the car, if you're sitting in an AA meeting, that you think about this for a second. How well are you managing anger? How well have you mastered the skill of the fourth step inventory. How well are you moving this into every single time you get mad? How has anger cut you off and recognize alcohol is not your problem? Selfishness and resentment are your problem. And that's what we're going after. The spiritual sickness settled, we will recover in so many other ways, And we'll learn that later on. So I hope you have a great discussion about how resentment and selfishness have troubled your life. And another great discussion you can get out of the four-step are the variety of ways to actually go about it. There's all sorts of worksheets and stuff out there. Um, I've seen some really impressive, uh, amazing ways that people go about four-step work. In any case, talk about the different ways you did it, how you felt going into it, what happened, and what happened and how it ended up for you. You know, how did you feel coming out of it? I hope you have a great discussion.